Ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Colorado Supreme Court rules Trump if disqualified, disqualified from running for president. How can they do that? How does a state Supreme Court have jurisdiction for something that happened 2,000 miles away? How does a state Supreme Court make a ruling on a federal candidate for office? How do they do it without him being charged with insurrection? How do they do it without any evidence being presented? Or Donald Trump ever seeing a conviction for insurrection or appealing insurrection? Or how do they do it when Donald Trump is not an officer or a current candidate in the United States government? Officer or official? That's the 14th event. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's so stupid. And we're going to break it all down. We're going to break it all down with our favorite guest, Mike Davis, who's, of course, a legal expert and will be the attorney general under Donald Trump. And also Vivek Ranswamy will join the show. So buckle up, baby. We are going to destroy Fed PSYOPs today. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Okay, let's hop into it. So what does Donald Trump do? He's been stripped from the ballot, right? He's been ripped off the ballot. Donald Trump, maybe we can put up a headline. Donald Trump disqualified. He's removed from the ballot in Colorado. Amazing how they make all drugs illegal in Colorado. And then the Supreme Court justices clearly take all of the drugs and then make a ruling like this. We're going to break it all down. So we do our very best on this program. It's our obligation to you for you to be informed. We want you to be informed about what's happening uh, in the world around you and also to know what is a PSYOP. Our, our alarm bells started screaming last night when I when I read this because there's just no way. It's just it doesn't work right. Constitutionally, we live in a constitutional republic. So, like state Supreme Courts on a 4-3 decision can't just be like, no, you can't want for office. We are the ones who make the ruling. Doesn't work that way, right? The Constitution says you got to be of a certain age, 35. You have to have, uh, be a natural born American citizen and you need to have lived here for 14 years. Those are the stipulations for running for president. Article two, right at the very top. Okay, we know our Constitution we read it all the time. And so how could a state Supreme Court make this ruling? Oh, man. And then we started looking into it. And it's just really, it's just a thing of beauty. Okay. So let's break it all down. I, I want to I just off the top here, break this down because you're going to see all these headlines. You're going to see all these headlines. Trump's disqualified. He can't run for president anymore. This is meant to infuriate you. It's meant to enrage you. And they're doing this right before the holidays so that you go, you get drunk with your family. And the Fed, who's in your Patriot group chat, pops off and says, you should do something dumb. And I don't want you to do something dumb. Don't fall into their trap. I'm begging you. I want to cut to the quick here. I'm begging you to not fall into their trap. All right. So let's start with how they can't actually do this. All right. To begin with, this is Mike Davis, who will be joining the program in a moment. Uh, putting up what the actual 14th Amendment, Section 3, has to say. This is really, really important. Then we're going to read the actual ruling itself. So this is a post-Civil War amendment to our Constitution. U.S. Code, 18 U.S. Code, Section 2383, Rebellion or Insurrection. Whoever incites, set foot, or assists and engage in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States, therefore gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under this title, imprisoned no more than 10 years, or both shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. All right. A couple of quick important things here. 
because uh, they're disqualifying. They're saying that Trump is disqualified. And by they, I mean a 4-3 decision, a narrow decision with the Supreme Court justices. And it's, it's too good when you piece it all together. The Supreme Court justices on the Colorado Supreme Court, every one of them has been appointed by a Democrat. So what's the differentiator between the four that voted to do this insane thing that is clearly unconstitutional and illegal and the three that voted against it? Well, a state college versus an Ivy League. All four who voted to rip Donald Trump from the ballot went to the Ivy Leagues, all of these justices. This reeks, reeks of something we talk about the show on the show all the time, which is the elite despising the American people. Their pure disgust that they have to live in a country with you and me. I went to a community college. I went to a cheap state school. They think they're better than you. They think that they should decide, not you, who rules this country. And that everything would be better with rule of the oligarchs. With a kleptocracy. Where they're in charge and you get nothing. You eat the bugs, you live in the pod, you live in the slop that they give you, and that's what you deserve. Because you didn't go to Harvard. Because you didn't go to Yale. Because you don't have friends at McKinsey. That's what this, the, the real core of all this is that. You don't have the rights based on the America that they want to create. You have no rights. We, the American people, the hoi polloi, the taxpayers, the chattel, we are dis, dis, repugnant to them. And they hate you. And they hate that our constitution gives us rights and gives us the ability to actually choose our leaders. And that means that we might choose people and often do who they don't want. That's the real differentiator here between the, the justices. You can see there on your screen. Thank you, Royce, for putting those up. All four of those justices went to Ivy Leagues. The other three went to the law school at the University of Denver. They're all Democrats, so that's not the differentiator. It's not political lines that separate them. It's the fact that some of those justices are more connected to the actual people they represent. The other four were happy to disenfranchise the people of Colorado, which is what they've done. Here's what they've done. All right. Let's go back to the uh, the actual article that they're 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 citing here. Okay, disqualification under Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment requires a federal criminal conviction with evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, a unanimous jury, a conviction upheld on appeal for rebellion or insurrection under eighteen U.S. Code two three eight three. Anything short of this is illegal and very dangerous. What they did is illegal. Also, you'll notice that the language of this states that there it. That an officer, what, is an, what does the term officer mean? Do you say Mr. Officer to your senator or congressman or president? No. Officer means this is a statute that's written for military times. This is a militant statute, statute written for people that literally took up arms against the American Republic. Military officers. It was intended for Confederate generals, people who killed Union soldiers, who insurrected. Literally a violent insurrection, not a guy who said march peacefully to the, to the Capitol. And the Capitol had already been breached before he was even done speaking. So how are you holding Donald Trump accountable for that? Well, there, there, there is actually no accountability here. 
And th this is why it's a, no, a PSYOP, okay? It's a PSYOP one because it's patently illegal on his face. Donald Trump has not been charged with insurrection. Donald Trump's being charged 91 different times. And not one of them is for this statute. Not one. Nothing. They've never been able to come up with one thing to charge him for on insurrection grounds. They haven't charged him for this. He hasn't gone to trial for this. He hasn't been found guilty of this. He hasn't lost on appeal. So they can't, they literally can't do this. Okay, but it's not even, we're just scratching the surface for how bad this ruling is, okay? And we're going to get into the ruling here. I'm going to read you the ruling. We're going to put it up. In fact, toss it up. Toss it up on screen. We've got the ruling right here. You can see it for yourself. And we've read the ruling. And boy, this thing is uh, embarrassing. But there is one part that is particularly egregious and why I want to get to the actual core of how this is a PSYOP. And how this is intended to actually get you to, to, to smart off and get like good, hardworking Americans, patriots, to do something silly or stupid. Or to give the feds who are going to <laughs> – the feds who are already like planning on maybe running a false flag operation the cover of saying we did this because of the Supreme Court ruling. Ladies and gentlemen, buried in this ruling on the ninth page – let's go to page nine here – is – a just unbelievable, laughable, get-out-of-jail-free card for the Supreme Court in Colorado. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read to you. Therefore, to maintain the status quo pending any review of the U.S. Supreme Court, we stay our ruling until January 4th, 2024, the day before the secretary's deadline to certify the content of the presidential primary ballot. So let's take that, let's just take that line piece by piece. They're saying this ruling doesn't apply and that Donald Trump is still on the ballot. That it doesn't apply until like the filing deadline, which is January 4th, 2024. So they're staying their own ruling. They're setting aside their own ruling until like the hours before the deadline. So, so why are they doing that? If review is sought in the Supreme Court before the stay expires on January 4th, then the stay shall remain in place until the secretary will continue to be required to include President Trump's name on the 2024 ballot. It's fake. Sorry, I, I try not to yell. It's not real. This is intended to infuriate you. This is intended to get dumb people to do dumb things. Don't be one of them. This is fake. This is intended to give hopium catnip to libs, and we'll play you their insane theories on this. This is intended to effectively get the Supreme Court justices like invitations to cocktail parties, or to get cheer cheers, right, by their lunatic pink-haired neighbors, blue-haired neighbors, to get applauded on the view, like the lobotomized clapping seals. It's not real. Let me read it to you again. This is directly from the document. And by the way, you shouldn't be tuning into people that don't actually do this work. You should be tuning into people that actually look through the doc, read through these documents that are not here to incite you. Like, if someone's out there trying to inflame you, they're a fed. If someone's out there trying to say that this is like the end of democracy, this thing, they're a fed. Okay? Don't listen to those people. Go to people that actually do the homework and are trying to like actually work this out. All right? Here we go. If review is sought by the Supreme Court, which was a guarantee, Donald Trump last night sought review at the Supreme Court. It is like saying the sun will rise in the east and set in the west. Of course, Donald Trump's going to seek review of the Supreme Court. What do you think Donald Trump, of all people, 
are going to just be like, oh, well, that's so that's terrible. I just I'm just not going to be allowed to run a run on the on the ballot. Boy, they got me this time. Do you think that's what Donald Trump's going to do? Maybe that's what Mitt Romney would have done. Bent over, put himself in a dog cage and popped himself up on the top of his own car and driven across the country. Maybe that's what Paul Ryan would have done. That's what John McCain would have done. John McCain deporting himself would have been like, oh, I'm so th- I'm sorry. I'm going to go hang out with my, my ISIS friends in Syria now. You got me. You got me. No, not Donald Trump, obviously. Duh. So it's already get baked into the cake that if this goes to the Supreme Court, then the entire ruling is stayed and Donald Trump goes back on the ballot. So there was an escape hatch built into this thing. You're reading it right there. This isn't hopium or copium on my end. This isn't me trying to say it. It's in black and white on your screen. If this goes to the Supreme Court, then the secretary will continue to be required to include Trump's name on the presidential primary ballot until receipt of any order or mandate from the Supreme Court. And who's on the Supreme Court? Uncle Clarence. Uncle Clarence is ready. We tweeted a photo last night. I don't know if we got that photo. We the activate the activate Clarence photo. Uh, Uncle Clarence is ready um, to absolutely eviscerate this ruling. And, 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 and they're going to do it because of something very important. They're going to do it because of something that is far uh, less opaque than the 14th Amendment. Nobody knows what the 14th Amendment is. No one's ever been disqualified based on the 14th Amendment, right? Like, no, no, no nothing's ever, th- this has never happened before. Again, this is meant for the Civil War when people actually took up arms and fought against the United States of America. And also a, an interesting little Civil War note here. The last person to have been stripped from the ballot was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was stripped from the ballot in multiple slave states. They refused to let Abraham Lincoln be on the ballot. Abraham Lincoln won the Electoral College anyway. So th- the last person they did this to was Abraham Lincoln, effectively. And it was the slave states doing it. Democrats are back at it again. This is a regressive ideology. Clarence Thomas is going to destroy this, and he's going to destroy this for a very specific reason uh, that is, again, far less opaque than some statute inside of the 14th Amendment. So there are like the, so there are your first four reasons why this is in, th- this is obviously not real. Okay. Reason number one: Donald Trump's never been charged with insurrection. Reason number two: Donald Trump is not a military officer. Reason number three: Donald Trump didn't insurrect anything. Donald Trump said, "Go march peacefully." Reason number four: They built in a statute that says this isn't real into the into the ruling. If it's appealed to the Supreme Court, well, then, then it all goes away. Reason number five, and this one is the big one, ladies and gentlemen, because what this really goes at is not the 14th Amendment, the First Amendment. The First Amendment. Donald Trump not only has a right, has an obligation in the First Amendment to redress his government of grievances. It's baked in that you are allowed to picket and to disagree. You actually have the, you have the right, not the right, the obligation to go 
and to redress your government when you think that a fraudulent stolen election is a fraudulent stolen election. It is your obligation as a citizen of the American Republic to do that. That is in the First Amendment. That is what the First Amendment says. Of course, buckle into that right that supersedes that right is freedom of speech. And that is all that Donald Trump is guilty of here. Donald Trump's guilty, and you can see it in the ruling, they say that Donald Trump doesn't have a freedom of speech. In this ruling, they say that Donald Trump was outside of his bounds of freedom of speech as the effing president of the United States to say that election was rigged, that election was totally crooked, and that you should go march peacefully to the United States Capitol to redress your government of grievances. The ruling itself denies Donald Trump free speech. So in case you're wondering what Clarence is going to do to this thing, you're going to look at the superseding. Each amendment is sort of like a superseding amendment. This is why it's so important that the Second Amendment is number two. Each amendment sort of protects the next one above it or below it as you go through the Constitution. So when you're directly attacking the First Amendment, to try and like say that the 14th Amendment is going to deny a guy who has every right to run for president and every voter the right to vote for him, uh, you you done effed up, okay? You, you you're done. You're done. You haven't. You, you're finished. Clarence, it's going to be a 9-0 ruling against this thing. Uncle Clarence is going to take this to the woodshed. And it ain't going to be pretty. He's going to get the belt off. He's going to take his belt off. He's going to get the wrench. And he's going to take this thing out to the woodshed. Because what you're really going after is the First Amendment. And we have proof of that, actually. We have proof. Because what you are opening up here, as Democrats always do, is a absolute hell on earth for any American that ever disagrees with their government. And most of those Americans are Democrats. And what do I mean by that? Well, up until a few years ago, the phenomenon of questioning the results of an election ex existed exclusively on the left until they, had, until they had twisted the wires of our me election mechanisms harshly enough that they get their results automatically. It'll take us another 40 hours to go through the election fraud mechanisms that happen in our election. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have plenty of evidence of that. Where's the evidence? Okay, I'll show you the evidence. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about, and I know this is going to be painful for me to say, protecting Hillary Clinton, protecting Stacey Abrams, protecting Al Gore. As much as I like to make fun of those people, and as much as I think those people are have wrecked uh, America with their viciousness and their seething and their saltiness of being incapable of accepting election results, I don't think they belong in jail. Given this ruling in Colorado, Hillary Clinton needs to go to prison. Hillary Clinton should never be allowed to run again. Same with Stacey Abrams, same with Al Gore, same with Joe Biden. Joe Biden himself must be stripped from the White House. Now, that may be a fun, like, fantasy that I'd love to live in, but the reality of that is a despotism, is a dictatorship. 
and I do not wish to live under a despot. We have the proof, by the way. We have it all queued up and lined up. Every Democrat serving today has denied an election, which is at its core, Donald Trump, what they have found him guilty of. Donald Trump saying that election was stolen, that election was rigged. Everything was crooked in this election. Democrats have said the exact same thing about corresponding elections. And what the Colorado Supreme Court has done now is open up the door. If the Supreme Court doesn't actually put like if the Supreme Court does not actually like put the stake into the heart of this diseased communist zombie, then what the Colorado Supreme Court has done is open the door for any Republican leaning Supreme Court across the nation to put Hillary Clinton in jail, to deny every Democrat that has ever said that George Bush didn't win in 2000 or Hillary Clinton won in 2016 or Donald Trump stole the election to ban them all from the ballots forever and to ban Joe Biden from the ballot. And we have the evidence of that. Roll it. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. It's an interference though. That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? But <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is a legitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there actually is a cloud of illegitimacy. Yes, I want Hillary Clinton to go to jail. I want to be very clear about that. Yes, I want Hillary Clinton to go to prison, not for free speech. Be smart. Let's be smart together as a movement. Yes, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden belong in prison, not because they committed acts of free speech. They have a right to say whatever they believe or whatever they think about an election. And if that right is fueled by wine, walks in the woods with bags of Chardonnay and by like the salty tears that they cry into their goblet of Chardonnay as they wobble through the woods. Well, you know what? They're an American too. And so they have a right to free speech. And damn it all, Donald Trump does as well. If this stands, it means that politicians no longer have a right to free speech. It means that judicial fiat that justices from Ivy League schools can come in and say, here's what you must say or can't say, and here's what you must believe and can't believe. And if you don't believe what I believe, me, the Harvard-educated, Yale-educated, prick justice, put them up on screen again. These, lun- these lunatics, and particularly the, the, the lady with like the, there, the one down in the bottom left. If you don't believe what I believe, This, there you go, right there. Yep, zoom in on her. 
What this ruling is, and let's just put it to bed right now. What this ruling is and why this thing is going to go into a Guantanamo-level torture chamber with Clarence Thomas doing all sorts of mean things to it with his gavel is that person on your screen right now, this justice on your screen right now, this vicious, partisan, salty, unhappy, degenerate, this person who thinks she's better than you, who hates you, who thinks she's smarter than you, smug, arrogant, shops at Whole Foods, pretentious jackal, this goblin, what this ruling means is that she is going to tell every politician what they can and cannot say. If this ruling is allowed to stand, then this person is allowed to tell every politician what you're allowed to say and what you're allowed to think. And then if the politician doesn't say and think as this vicious woman demands, then they will be stricken from the ballot. And you as an American people will be disenfranchised because you're not allowed to vote for somebody who disagrees with this justice. Justice. With this activist. Understand that that is the more, the absolute total nut of this ruling, the mooring upon which this ruling is grounded. Elite hatred of you. Elite hatred of our nation. We are a constitutional republic. What does that mean? We're not a direct democracy. If we were a direct democracy, there'd be no electoral college. There'd be no Senate. We are not a direct democracy. Not even the House is a direct democracy. There are some members of Congress that represent 200,000 people, and there are some members of Congress that represent well over a million people. That's not a direct democracy. It is a constitutional republic. In our constitutional republic, rules dictate who can run for president. And Donald Trump matches, fits all of the rules, period. That woman, that vicious, partisan, seething, unhappy, miserable catwoman, she wishes to say that I am in charge. By the way, this woman is not elected. This is an appointed position. So an appointed Ivy League elitist says, you are you must think and say what I tell you to think and say. And if you do not, then I will disenfranchise the voters who wish to vote for you because I hate them too, by proxy. There it is. And there's your legal theory and there's your breakdown here. And this is why this thing is going to um, meet an old yeller fate at the Supreme Court. Uncle Clarence is taking this dog out back on a chain right now. Understand that. But this is the precedent that they're setting. And finally, I'll say it once more. The only point of this ruling, this narrow ruling, is to piss you off. It's to act as a cover for whatever psyop they have planned, for whatever false flag they have planned, and to then do a a January 6th again. Don't give them the ammunition. Don't give them the capacity to do that. Be smart. Be educated. Act. Do not act the fool. And understand that this entire thing is meant to piss you off. And why? Because of this. Look at the polls. Look at the polls. They got nothing left. They got nothing left. What happens when Orange Hitler beats you? 
What happens when your threat to democracy, meaning threat to your own power, dominates and gets 350 electoral votes? What does that mean about you? That means you're done. That means your time is done here. You have no more control. You have no more power. They can't live inside of that world. They must do everything possible. They'll burn the place down. See what's happening at the border? They're burning the country down. If they can't rule it, they'll torch it. They're Nero. They're our modern day Nero. You think about the Roman Empire as much as I do? They're the modern day Nero. If they can't rule the place, they'll burn it to the ground. They have seen what's about to happen to them. What happens when Donald Trump wins? Not by a little, by like a landslide. What does it say about them? What does it say about their power? It means they're done. No more money, no more parties, no more WEF invitations. It means that the the, the, le the center left leadership globalist cabal is finished. They have been spat out. It's over. And so they must do everything they can. They must do everything they can to stop it because their, they, their own existence depends on them stopping Donald Trump. Donald Trump's reaction to all of this yesterday, uh, pitch perfect. Listen. It's no wonder crooked Joe Biden and the far left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. Yes, this was all brought by a, of course, a Soros-funded anti-democracy organization called Crew, whose only only goal is to sit there and write, uh, effectively, uh, fan fiction, like constitutionally warped fan fiction as to how to ban Republicans from speaking or from running for office. Fannie Willis in Georgia just plagiarized what this organization crew, Soros-funded organization, with these pseudo-scholars put together for her to charge Donald Trump. The left is so much more advanced than our side is on this, on lawfare. They cannot beat Donald Trump in the polls so they must beat him in lawfare. And so they have these infrastructure funded and ready. Republican billionaires, where are you? Republican, I mean, we, we, we're, we're building a brand new Republican party. If you saw America Fest and you saw what we were doing uh, in Phoenix, we're building a new Republican party. We're just behind the eight ball. When you are a seething communist and your entire, the entire point of your being is power, and you have no family, you have no God. I mean, there's a God and you'll be judged by him, but you don't believe there is. All you have is this is this earth and the conquering of it. Well, then you become a lunatic. You become obsessed with this. So while the rest of us are focusing on our family and like our children and our communities, these people are just obsessed with power. That's all they think about. And so they create these mechanisms and these organizations to go and do this. It doesn't really, it doesn't really like, it doesn't really come to, we don't even think about these kind of things. Wait, I should sue to keep Joe Biden off the ballot? Joe Biden, 
has insurrected far more than Donald Trump. Joe Biden deserves to be stripped from the ballot. I can make that argument simply. I will put up the 1964 Immigration Act, which Joe Biden has reaffirmed multiple times in his Senate career. The 1964 Immigration Act says it is illegal for anyone to enter our country that is a foreign national without an invitation. Straight up, you are committing a felony. And every second you spend here in this country is compounding that felony. Joe Biden signed that act. Joe Biden is not enforcing that act. That is an act of insurrection. That is an act that is directly using our military against our American people by opening up our border and saying and doing nothing, saying and doing nothing and allowing it to happen. There's your insurrection. So Joe Biden should be stripped from every ballot in America based on this precedent. But Republicans don't put that legal theory together because we don't even think about we don't have the the depravity, the sick authoritarian depravity, the blood dripping, drooling sickness. We aren't we aren't such pigs. Such despotic pigs that we don't think like that. We were meeting with a big time social media platform, a platform that we publish on uh, this weekend. And we were meeting with agents of that platform. Um, to, you know, you just meet and make sure that you are aware of what's happening in 2024 and that you connect and that, you know, all things are good and that you're, you know, non-violative and what you're doing. And th- these kind of things have to go on. And the agents of that platform told me, you have no idea the infrastructure that the left has to try and cancel people like you. You have no idea how many requests we get per day to try and take you down. And they are sophisticated in it and they are funded and they are weaponized. And they go through every little thing to try and like rip you and people like you offline. And all day we get requests from them to try and take to try and destroy the entire ecosystem of the right free speech. And I say, yeah, I have no idea because that doesn't cross my mind. It doesn't cross my mind to try and take down Rachel Maddow. I would never like fund an organization that's trying to like eliminate the right for AOC to speak. AOC speaking is the best thing that ever happens to me. It's great content. I love it. Let Joe Biden or Kamala Harris walk to any microphone anywhere. Let them talk. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I wouldn't have any content if they didn't do that. But the left are such vicious cancel pigs. They're so antithetical to the nation that we have built here. That there is this well-funded, who knows how much money is being spent, but clearly tens, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent to try and cancel shows like this. Coming after the ability for us to simply speak, the ability for us to simply vote. That's what we truly face. Ladies and gentlemen. So that's what's happening. George Soros, a foreign born billionaire, is attempting He's like in his he's like in his 80s or 90s attempting with his final and his final breaths to to destroy this. He's always wished to destroy this nation. And he's he's coming within 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 shot of it. Right. When you're ripping the leading candidate from the ballot, you're coming close. When you're getting courts to take the leading candidate for the Republicans off the ballot, your chief threat your chief rival from the ballot saying you can't run for office, you're getting close to destroying whatever's left of our constitutional republic. Watch. Colorado lawsuit was filed by a Soros-funded outlet 
decided by an all-Democrat appointed Supreme Court. And the Democrat Colorado Secretary of State, within a split second, was celebrating on MSNBC. Look, I believe he incited the insurrection. There were big questions around Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and the Colorado Supreme Court has weighed in in a very loud way. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has to apply to the presidency, because if not, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's the Secretary of State for Colorado. How lost is that state? How communist is Colorado? If you want to actually stick it to Colorado and you live there, then go and register as a Republican right now. If you're an independent and you believe that you should have the right to vote for whomever you want, you may not even like Donald Trump. That's what they are doing. They're disenfranchising you. Then vote these vicious goblins out. Register as a Republican now. Ty Cobb. Uh, who is a uh, U.S. district, uh, U.S. Uh, attorney, saying this thing is going to be headed for absolute and total immolation at the Supreme Court. This will be a 9-0 ruling against. Praise God. Let's manifest that. Go. The president or the vice president are included as an officer or included within uh, the admonitions of the Constitution, they are typically highlighted, like in the impeachment clause, which specifically says president, oh. vice president. Um, so I think this case will be handled quickly. I think it could be 9-0 in the Supreme Court for Trump. Uh, That's what we're predicting, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Jarrett on Fox News dropping absolute based bombs saying, nope, this is election rigging. That's what's actually happening. They're rigging an election. Watch. Yeah, it, this is election rigging, Kaylee. Uh, it was a narrow four to three decision. It will almost certainly, in my judgment, be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court because the insurrection clause in the 14th Amendment, as you point out, don't apply to the facts here. It was intended to prevent Confederates who literally took up arms against the government during the Civil War from holding office. So you fast forward now 150 years, roughly, and Donald Trump is not even accused of insurrection under the federal statute. And if evidence supported that, surely Jack Smith, the special counsel, would have charged him with it. So to remove Trump from the ballot for an offense that he hasn't even been tried or convicted of, what is that? Well, that's violating his right to due process, which just happens to be guaranteed by the very amendment, the 14th. And elsewhere in the Constitution. Don't you understand, you despotic goblin pigs, what you're doing here and how this will be used against you? Do you not do you not understand it? Do you not know? Are you so daft? Are you so thick that you can't get it? Listen to two Democrats talking on a, a channel called News Nation, right? It's a cable news channel. Two Democrats talking about this, saying, holy like Holy smokes. Like th this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's Chris Cuomo and Leland Verrett saying, uh, like, how does the court do this? Watch. Insur insurrection, though, is a crime, right? I mean, there, there is crimes that you can commit. It is now. Right. So how does a court, though, how do you, you want to get down to the very basics of due process? How does a court say that this person... Donald Trump committed a crime for which he's not been charged with. Jack Smith didn't charge him with insurrection or any of these crimes related. 
and then says not only is he not been charged with it, but he is now guilty of it without the ability to provide a defense or call witnesses in your own defense or any of the other provisions and provided for you. Quick two-part answer. First, Jack Smith, I do not believe, is going to go back and charge him with this now, right. by the way. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, second, the tricky thing is the, the answer should be they can't. That's not how it works. However, in this one provision, it doesn't deal with the crime of insurrection. It's talking about activity that had been the Civil War. Right. They did not foresee it being used this way. And I think it's going to be litigated. And I think that the Supreme Court, especially in its current composition, is going to say, let the people decide, put them on. Because it's not like impeachment. Impeachment's done. Disqualification can be appealed in court. And that's what he's going to do. What we are seeing right now is nothing short of the election rigging from a judiciary that wishes to throw matches into a powder keg that is already broken in our country and to try and say definitively mask off moment, you don't have a right to choose your leaders. We'll choose your leaders. Your leaders don't have a right to free speech. We'll tell them what is free speech and what is not. And most importantly, you don't have a right to defy us. Because that's ultimately what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is a massive, flaming, orange Cheeto middle finger to the elites that believe they are better than us. Speaking of somebody who is flaming right now, Go check his uh, feed on X. The great Mike Davis joins the program. Let's go. I don't, I'm not trying to call you flaming, Mike. I'm just trying to say that you are upset right now, and this is not a ginger joke, I promise. Uh, Mike, we, we previewed your tweet at the beginning of the show uh, where you say, wait a second, this is patently illegal to charge somebody under 18 U.S. Code Two three eight three, uh, because Donald Trump has been found guilty of any of these things, and you're doing this without a trial. Um, please e expound on how is this even possible right now? It's possible because four Democrat hacks on the Colorado Supreme Court just decreed that Trump somehow committed an insurrection on January 6th, and they think that they have the, the power, these four Colorado Supreme Court Democrat justices think they have the power to disenfranchise over a million Colorado voters who want to support Donald Trump in 2024. And they think they can do this under a bogus legal theory peddled by Democrat operatives. And it's this. After the Civil War, Congress, Congress passed the 14th Amendment, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to outlaw slavery, to, to ensure due process and equal protection. Uh, and to, uh, to to ensure voting rights to the freed uh, male slaves. Uh, as part of the 14th Amendment, what you saw was after the Civil War, these Confederate sympathizers who engaged in insurrection or rebellion were winning elected offices after the Civil War, and they were undermining the post-Civil War reconstruction effort and the Union, right? And they were winning offices like, for example, the House of Representatives. So as part of the 14th Amendment, they included Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which disqualifies 
those who engaged in insurrection or rebellion. But the problem is, is that's not self-executing. And it, in order to disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute, which Congress did in 1869. It's still on the books. And if you want to disqualify someone for insurrection or rebellion, you have to bring federal criminal charges in federal court with a federal grand jury indicting uh, a federal jury finding guilt unanimously beyond a reasonable doubt, the judge convicting in the federal appellate courts upholding that conviction. That is the only way you can disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. You can't have these goofball state prosecutors and state judges and uh, uh, secretaries of state just say, you know, we don't we don't like Trump. We think he engaged in insurrection. So we're just going to take him off the ballot in our state. That is un-American. That's how you destroy a country. How do you even have jurisdiction? How can how can a court that's 2000 miles away from Washington, D.C., say that Trump committed an insurrection when Congress, where when Donald Trump was impeached for this, said he didn't? So who's who has the power here? This does seem like a separations of powers thing. It does seem like an absolute constitutional crisis. Well, it is. And you have this biased Democrat judge in Colorado, Sarah Wallace. She donated to an anti-Trump January 6th pack to chase Republicans out of office. She did that in October of 2022 after the Democrat governor chose her to be a Denver district court judge in October. She made this donation, or excuse me, in August, she made this donation in October and she started as a Denver district court judge in January. So she knew she was going to be a judge. She made this donation in October. And then when Trump's lawyers raised this in a recusal motion, she said, oh yeah, I forgot that I made this donation, but I can still be fair. Well, that's not the legal standard, right? And so what she did is she plowed the ground for these left-wing activists. She she found that there's somehow an insurrection. How many insurrectionists go unarmed into a nation's capital, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, uh, and don't burn down the damn place? January 6th was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that devolved into a riot, right? It was not an insurrection. That is just silly to say it's an insurrection. If it were an insurrection, Jack Smith, who is a partisan bulldog, would have charged President Trump for insurrection. The reason Jack Smith has not charged for insurrection is the evidence does not exist. So again, it does seem to us as we read this, and we're no scholars, but it does seem like what you're doing is criminalizing the First Amendment. You're saying that Donald Trump didn't have the right to say this election was stolen and this was crooked and this was rigged and marched peacefully. That seems like the that's what they're getting him on. And so at what point is this like a superseding situation where they're saying now politicians don't have the right to free speech? Yeah, I mean, it's only a crime to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes. You are allowed to object to elections in America. It is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887, Democrats objected to Republican wins in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. Do you see Al Gore and John Kerry and Hillary Clinton in jail? Hillary Clinton is still bitching and moaning about the Russians stealing the election. She's not in jail, right? So they're trying to put President Trump in jail for objecting to an election, which he's allowed to do under federal statute. He's also allowed to twist arms politically under the First Amendment, unless you have evidence that Trump incited a riot on January 6th, there is nothing for which you can charge him.
So you have worked in Colorado and you've worked inside of the judicial system of Colorado. You worked for Neil Gorsuch, who is now a justice on the Supreme Court. Can you talk us through what Neil Gorsuch will do as this heads to the Supreme Court? I, I have no idea what Justice Gorsuch will do. I've had zero discussions with him about it, nor would I ever. He would kill me. I barely wanted to have discussions with him about cases when I clerked for him, let alone when I don't clerk for him. But I will say this. It is the, the law is very clear here. There is a precedent from 155 years ago from Chief Justice Samuel Chase that's very clear that Section 3 is not self-executing. If you want to disqualify someone, you have to have a federal criminal statute, which Congress passed. It's still on the books. If you want to get rid of Trump for January 6th, Jack Smith, the total rabid goofball, charge him for insurrection or rebellion under this federal statute. Get the D.C. jury to can to find him guilty. A radical D.C. judge like D.C. Obama judge Tanya Shutkin to convict him. These left wing activists on the D.C. circuit to affirm that conviction and then hope that the 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 Supreme the Republican appointees on the Supreme Court run and hide like little cowards. That's how you would do it. You don't do it by having four goofball. Colorado Supreme Court justices, these the, this junior varsity legal team to just take Trump off the ballot in Colorado. And it's it's a it's a shame, but we need to name and shame these justices because they're total goofballs. It's Monica Marquez. She's up for retention in November of 2024. Throw her ass out of office. Show up and vote no on Monica Marquez. Throw her out. There's also Richard Gabriel, who's a partisan hack. Melissa Hart, who pretends like she's bipartisan, but she's a partisan hack. Who's the other goofball? I'm looking at the list here. Uh, oh, Bill Hood, William Hood, who pretends like he's a moderate. These four Colorado Supreme Court ju justices are a disgrace. What they did was an abomination. It was un-American. And who the hell do they think they are that four judges think that they can tell over a million Colorado voters that they are disenfranchised. They don't get a vote for the candidate of their choice based upon a bogus, I won't cuss, a bogus legal theory concocted by Democrat operatives because they're so fearful that President Trump is going to beat Biden like a drum on November 5th, 2024. These Democrat hacks who pretend like they are protecting democracy are destroying it. Okay, so Mike, a quick follow-up here because it's really important, the point that you just brought up. And I saw somebody really break down who these judges were. Now, I wasn't familiar with any of these judges before this ruling, but this morning there was a deep dive on X uh, from a analyst that I really trust. And they said, no, it's not partisan Democrats because they are all put in office by Democrats. It's not their political stripe that is separating them here. It's not like a bunch of Republicans on the Colorado Supreme Court. It's actually their backgrounds. The ones who voted to disqualify Trump all come from elite Ivy League institutions. And the ones who voted and said, no, we don't have the right to do that, all graduated from the University of Denver and the, the law school there, the local law school, with far more of a connection to the people of Colorado. And that really under, like, that really, like, set a bedrock for me to say, wait a second, this absolutely is elites saying, like, mask off moment, you, we hate you. You shouldn't have the right in this country to decide who rules. We should have the right to not only say who rules, but who you can select and what those candidates can say. And it really does get to like the core of the issue, I believe, that there is an elite class in America that just despises us and hates, actually does literally by definition, 
definitionally hates democracy, right? Like hates the constitutional republic that we live in and would like far better a kleptocracy or oligarchy where they're a small group of people are in charge and get to tell the rest of us to eat the bugs and live in the pot. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I went to the University of Iowa for undergrad and law school, as you know, Ben. And, uh, you know, I grew up with te- uh, with parents who worked in public schools. And so I'm certainly not part of that ruling class elite. And I completely agree that this uniparty ruling class elite, they despise real Americans and real America, the flyover country. And then you have these radicals on the Colorado Supreme Court who get their affirmative action golden ticket into these elite schools, and then they come back as radicalized Marxists, like, oh, Monica Marquez or, uh, you know, uh, Richard Gabriel, just to name two examples, right? These are left-wing hacks. It's a disgrace what they, do, what they did in this ruling. This is the first time ever that anyone has been disqualified under this provision of the Constitution. It is a... It, it is, a presidential candidate. This is shocking what they've done here. They showed zero restraint. If you read their their convoluted opinion that looks like, again, the junior varsity legal team wrote this opinion with Cran, and they, they did everything they could to go through every restraint in their way to get to the result that they wanted. They are hacks. Yes. Well, please, the people of Colorado, repay this uh, by stripping them from their office. You, they've disgraced you. And no matter who you are in Colorado, if you're a Democrat in Colorado, you should you do not want a system where elitist judges from Ivy League schools tell you who you can and cannot vote for based on their free speech or inability to speak the words that the judges want. I mean, that's it's sick, man. It's sick. Mike Davis. So proud of you, man. Really excited for your attorney general, um, acting attorney general moments. Um, you know, please have space in the gulag uh, for some of these Colorado judges. <laughs> well, you know what? If they don't want to have immunity for the president, why should we have immunity for judges? So here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. God Thank bless you, man. God. Godspeed. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, there's one candidate who was straight out of the gate saying, um, nope, I'm not going to put my name on the ballot. I am going to say no to this entire broken system. There was one candidate who said, we're done here. We're done. And uh, I'm not going to be part of a system that is rigged. Because that means that then I am benefiting from the rigged system. And that was Vivek. This was Vivek Ronswamy's pledge yesterday uh, from the campaign trail, minutes after this ruling was issued. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vivek Ronswamy joins the program live now from what what my producers tell me might be that exact same location on the back of the campaign bus. Let's go to Vivek. Hey, 
Vivek, welcome to the program. There it is. Okay, fantastic. Uh, you were, uh, it is remarkable to me how you lead the pack of Republicans who supposedly support the rule of law and the Constitution uh, in a moment like this. Because it's the rest of them are like licking their chops saying, wait a second, this could benefit me. Maybe I should say now that Donald Trump's off the ballot in Colorado, oh, boy, it'll be easier for me, Chris Christie, to win. Uh, yeah. How do you have how do you have that instinct and why doesn't the rest of the Republican field have it? Well, it's just basic logic, Benny, is do you believe that this is wrong or not? If you believe that it's wrong, as I do, I think it's a bastardization of our Constitution. If you believe that there's an easy solution, I'm, I'm pragmatic. If every Republican effectively says they're not going to run on the Colorado GOP primary ballot with Democratic cabal of judges that are trying to nullify, then that takes Colorado out of the equation for who becomes the Republican nominee. If we want free and fair elections, let's each do our part to make it so. And so, look, I'm running to be the nominee, right? I don't want somebody, I don't want to win by the competition being eliminated. I want to win by convincing the voters of this country, but we want to do it based on principle. And so if you believe that, I think if every Republican eliminated themselves from the Colorado ballot, problem solved, because then they, the effect of this judge's ruling is totally nullified, as it should be. So I want to do my part. I'm not going to wait for the others to do this. I said, you know what? As soon as I heard the news, I said, this is obvious. I shouldn't be benefiting from Trump's elimination from the ballot from this unconstitutional statist overreach. I'll take myself off the ballot as well. Get Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, or whoever else, Nikki Haley whichever other jokers are in this to do the same thing. And then we actually have solved the problem. Now, the problem, Benny, is we hear radio silence from the others. Why? Because they're celebrating this as an opportunity. The idea that this is a Democrat maneuver misses the point. It's not a Democrat. It's a uniparty move. Okay, this is a move on behalf of the establishment in both parties that I think is hell-bent to determine to say that Donald Trump should not be able to run and see this through. And I think that's actually what's going on. People need to understand this isn't a Republican versus Democrat thing. This is a Republican Party thing. I mean, this is happening right in the establishment of the Republican Party, of much of the mega donor class, of the Republican establishment. That's what's happening. And I think people, once they see their eyes to open that, will no longer talk about this in partisan terms. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, make no mistake, they're not on the other side of this. They're on the same side of this as much of the Democrats, but are walking on eggshells to see this through and try to use this to their advantage. Wouldn't this be used against them, though, right? Like, so once they're the... So once they're the candidate, exactly. it's going to be used on every single person right down the line. If you go through the people's history of the yeah. last couple of elections, they accused Mitt yeah. Romney of being a Russian agent. Same thing. They accused John McCain of being in bed with the Russians. You can go find the articles. It's the same yeah. tools they used against Donald Trump. Uh, to think that you'll be immune from it is um, fantasy land. Oh, it's it's a complete hallucination. But people think when it comes to, if you have people who are motivated by their self-interest, here's the general principle, Benny, is you tend to think in the short run. If you're motivated by actual purpose that has nothing to do with you, but as a purpose for your country, which is what you would hope for, people to think, tend to think over the long run. But when it comes to people thinking about their competitive advantage over the sh uh, competitive advantage versus others, when it's personally about them, people resort to the shortest run time frame they can find themselves in. And that's what you see from the likes of the Nikki Haley's and the Chris Christie's of the world. But put that to one side. I'm doing my job the way I know how. I can't control what other people do. I've said that this is wrong. I'm going to do what's right on principle. And I think this is our best chance of getting our country back because if you have leaders who are actually willing to do the right thing for their country, and that's what I'm in this race to do, man.
as president, how do you solve something like this from happening in the future? Because nobody likes this, right? Nobody likes this. Yeah. My my DMs are filled with Democrats saying that this is embar this is an embarrassment, right? And Rachel Maddow's on saying this is what democracy looks like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what democracy looks like. How this do you solve it? This is what we fought an American revolution to avoid. And so we got to revive the ideals of the American revolution. One of those, Benny, is that we have three branches of government in the United States, not four. Shut down the unconstitutional fourth branch. I'll shut down the FBI. I think that other people will say, hey, fire Christopher Ray." BS, that doesn't get any job done because you'll then have James Comey 2.0. Shut down the failed Bureau of Investigation. I've offered a clear plan of how to do it. You got a completely clean house at the DOJ, not just a separate attorney general. Even that wouldn't stop a maneuver like this at the state level, but it does at least stop the kinds of politicized charges at the federal level that give cover to the state judges that they're using now for Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So I think that this is what, what people need to understand the Republican Party. Incremental reform does not work. Incremental reform is not an option. In some ways, incremental reform is the worst of all worlds because it gives you the sense that you did something without actually driving real change. Reform is not an option. I think revolution, the American revolution, the revival of the ideals of the American revolution, that's the right answer. Shut down most of the administrative state, 75% head count, indiscriminate layoffs, mass layoffs in Washington, D.C., shutting down much of the federal national security apparatus that supposedly has been protecting us has actually been the source of the threats to our liberty. Shut it down. That's the only right answer. And in some ways, Benny, I mean, just to be really frank about it, I think they duped Trump. Right. I mean, Trump had the right intentions, but the members of that same swamp told Trump you can't do that because of things like civil service protections or whatever. Read the law. Those civil service protections do not apply to mass firings. Mass firings are added to the D.C. bureaucracy. And so I think it's going to take somebody who understands the law and the Constitution, but also somebody who's willing to break glass with sharp elbows and get it done. Those two traits don't usually go together. That's what gives me my purpose in this race, is I think it's going to take somebody who has both of those things to see this through. And I think that it's not going to make a lot of Republicans happy. It's not going to make a lot of Democrats happy. But we're going to do our part, get this done, actually shut it down. And that's how we revive our republic. So you're on the side of a current world leader, the president of El Salvador. I believe we have the tweet. Let's put it up um, or let's grab it. Uh, and, and RFK Jr., who are both saying, this is not a democracy. This is not what democracies do. The president of El Salvador is straight up saying, America has lost all moral authority to talk about democracy now. That's a horrible look. It's, like, it's a horrible look for our nation, no? Yeah, I mean, it's a horrible look because it's a horrible reality, Benny. You know, it's one of the best, one of the reasons we have a horrible look on the global stage is we have a horrible reality in setting in here at home. But Kelly, he's a good leader in El Salvador. He's actually fought crime. There's a lot that we can, you know, it's a rough day in the United States of America when you have somebody who can say truthfully that we have a lot to learn from El Salvador. But it turns out yeah. we actually do have a lot to learn from El Salvador, both with respect to Bukele, who's in words that he spoke, but also with respect to even the spate of violent crime in this country. And these two things aren't yeah. unrelated, Ben. When you have a government that abandons its own rule of law, then people across that country have no reason to abide by those same laws either. So these are deeply related. The crisis at the southern border, the wave of violent crime in cities across this country. I mean, you and I visited earlier this year Kensington in the middle of Philadelphia. Well, that looks worse than a third world nation with a total abandonment of the rule of law. What does that have to do with what we see happening yesterday in Colorado, 
it's a symptom of the same thing. When the people in charge no longer follow the laws, ordinary people across this country have no reason to as well. So you got a guy like Bukele, he's in, he's actually in El Salvador, has actually fought a lot of the epidemic of law, law of crime in that country and restored law and order. Well, he's saying, well, we respect law and order in the way we conduct our elections. In the United States of America, this is how the beginning of the end looks. This is how the beginning of the end looks. This is how nations end, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And I'm mm. intent to make sure that doesn't happen on our watch, Benny. It's going to take leaders who are willing to make some sacrifice in the short term. I'm glad Kennedy came out on the right side of this. I do think RFK has been a little bit quieter than I would like on a lot of the other Trump prosecutions. You know, he and mm-hmm. I disagree on a lot of things such as, you know, I, you know, whatever, on climate policy, or he believes that people who, you know, speak out against climate religion should be censored or locked up. This is things he said in other contexts. But I will always stand for somebody who's saying the right thing at the right time as he is here. We need leaders who are against their interest. Kennedy's running against Trump, so am I. But who say that this is wrong for our country. We're not a nation. We're a small group of unelected bureaucrats decide who runs or not. That's not the United States of America. That's not the country I'm running to lead. And it's going to take real leaders with a spine to revive this country. And that's why I'm in this. Last question for you here. This is the Kennedy tweet uh, up on screen. When a court in another country disqualifies an opposition candidate from running, we say that's not a real democracy. Now it's happening here. RFK echoing what you said. This isn't a real democracy. We don't live in a constitutional republic anymore. Why haven't the Republican candidates, what's your message, I guess, to Nikki Haley? What's your message to other Republican candidates who have who, who are being clowned right now by RFK Jr. of all people when it comes to this topic? My message is, if you're corrupt, get the hell out of politics. And these people absolutely are corrupt. I mean, you got Nikki Haley. She's arguably more totalitarian in many of her tendencies than Joe Biden, saying that anybody who's having this conversation on social media should have to have government-issued ID tied to their profile, now quietly relishing when her own competition is eliminated by the administrative police state. This is wrong, sending our sons and daughters to go die in somebody else's war so she can buy a bigger house. This is the cult of Dick Cheney. It's a bipartisan affair. It's not just the Democrats, Benny. It is an establishment that pervades and infects the Republican Party as well. And so people who are on this, hey, we're Republicans on the same team fighting against the Democrats, you're missing the point. The real threat to liberty in this country lives and rots within the high ranks of the Republican Party and the establishment in our own party as well. And so I don't care if you're Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or Liz Cheney or Nikki Haley. They're all on the same side here of a new form of fascism in this country. And I could care whether you have an R or a D after your name. RFK saying the right thing, Liz Cheney to Nikki Haley saying the wrong thing. I could care less about the uh, the Republican label. That has come to mean nothing. Do you stand for the ideals of the Constitution or not? If you do, we're on the same team. And if not, I'm going to run right through you, just like we will through the Democrats, if they're the ones saying the wrong thing. That's the mentality we need to revive in our movement rather than being a bunch of partisan hacks, which is what I think some of the Republican Party has really become. Yes, very limp dick, very sad, very weak responses. Kind of reminds me of when you when you raised your hand at the debate and Ron DeSantis looks over and looks yeah. to see that you raised your hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was the meme yeah. being shared all over the place, Vivek. Yeah. Godspeed, God bless you. We know you're busy right now. Uh, look forward to seeing you on the campaign trail. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out here. We are hustling. We are grinding. We are doing our best. 
to ensure that these breakdowns actually happen, that you can actually see what game is afoot here, that you can see what's truly uh, playing out because we live in what I would argue biblical times. Nobody's ever seen anything like this before in our country. Now, there are people, however, who are going to now uh, weaponize this and going to uh, spit, use this as an opportunity to spit in your face and to say, how, like, if you don't, if you're not on board with this, uh, then you are a Confederate. That is literally what was said this morning on Morning Joe, that you're a, if you don't agree with the Colorado Supreme Court removing your right to vote for a candidate, then you yourself are a Confederate soldier, which is wild. Check this out. I think it's worth peeking in to see how the left is actually speaking about this issue. Uh, this is Myra Gay. She is a New York Times columnist, although she doesn't really write anything ever. She's a New York Times columnist on Morning Joe uh, saying if you stand up for the Constitution or our constitutional republic and rule of law, you're a Confederate? What? Watch. To the um, to the Republican candidates argument that this should be the voters should have the say and not the courts. Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? And this is what they're standing with is the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the union together uh, and saw, clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office, so much so that they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. That should send a message that our election system, our electoral system can be used for nefarious purposes against the democracy itself. It's clear. Uh, it's clear as day. So here's a fact. There were 10 states that removed Abraham Lincoln from his election in 1860 from the ballot. All of those states were slave-owning Democrat states. Every one of them. They've pulled this before. You, lady, are on the side of the Confederates. And it is amazing how wokeness is regressive. This should not surprise anyone. This is a regressive ideology. It goes backwards. It goes backwards to racial quotas. Don't we just kind of want like a country where there's no racism anymore? Nope, can't have that. Quotas again. There's an NFL running back right now talking about how there should be segregated sports leagues. This guy, completely woke. Now let's resegregate sports right now. Richard Mendelson uh, uh, is his name. Was a former running back in the NFL. Racial quotas in school, academia. Making sure that there are like black only spaces. It's the same ideology. Plessy versus Ferguson, Brown versus Board of Education. Discrimination, segregation. The KKK, it's the same thing. It's a regressive ideology. It breaks things. It doesn't create things. It breaks, it doesn't build up, it destroys and that's what you're seeing there. The act of taking a president off the ballot and saying Americans don't have the right to vote for this person is a Confederate 
ideal. That's what they did. That's the side you're on. But don't expect, uh, you know, subtle, subtlety is not necessarily the strongest point here. Ladies and gentlemen, subtlety also not the strongest point for Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was on national TV last night, and you know what happens um, when Kamala Harris goes on national TV. Um, it is a Olive Garden-style word salad shooter that happened. Um, maybe Kamala Harris should have sipped a little bit of our favorite coffee, blackout coffee, before she goes on TV. And we'll play you this Kamala Harris clip. It is our cringe alert for the day. But ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we can speak clear as a bell is because we are piping full of blackout coffee every single morning. It is how we have the energy to study this issue all throughout the night, <laughs> read up on it, and hit it hard in the morning to make sure that you are educated and that you have knowledge up inside of your head. Blackout coffee is the coffee that we drink because, well, it's a family-owned business that cares about our values and cares about your values, and also because it's just a freaking awesome product. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code twenty for 20% off your first order. Benny is the coupon code. 20% off your first order, blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Be awake, not woke. Somebody who wasn't awake last night, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris serves up another word salad about most election of our lifetime. Most election of our lifetime. Got it, kids? Ladies and gentlemen, this is our nuclear cringe alert for the day. Let's go. You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. <laughs> Tim Dillon says she speaks in gypsy curses. The freedom to be fundamental freedoms, except for the freedom to vote for who you want to vote for. Except for disenfranchising millions of voters. That, that's not a freedom that we, that's not real freedom. Ask Kamala Harris about that, Lawrence O'Donnell. How does Lawrence O'Donnell still have a show? What the hell is going on? We don't know. MSNBC was full of it, though, yesterday. This is our salt that lib clip of the day. Get your salt shakers out. Wouldn't and wouldn't 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 close the show without a salting of a lib. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the salty lib that is going to get salted today, the slug that shall be salted is uh, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow was on saying that this stripping Donald Trump from the ballot, eliminating the right to vote for the candidate that you think should be president. Is democracy. <laughs> Let's get salty. Let's go. We're all just trying to absorb this. Um, I mean, 
listen, I, I think in the in the broad strokes in terms of our democracy, there are very few magic wands. <laughs> there are there are very few sort of um, you know magic spells that you cast that um, make a make a complex and difficult problem go away. That just it just doesn't happen very often in our political system, and I think that we shouldn't be under any illusions um, about the the character and the partisan inclinations, among other things, of of this current Supreme Court as it is constituted. That said, yeah. it is not. It is this is not a crazy thing for a democracy to do. This is mm-hmm. um, this is this is something that was a hallmark of post-war Germany uh, after World War II. This is something that happened to Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil quite recently. This is something that our own Congress did in 1868 after our own civil war, specifically to preclude anybody from holding office in this country who had engaged in insurrection against this country. And so it's it's not unheard of, but it's. It would it would be an incredible wild card. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> what the boxes <bosses> do? <laughs> it's what democracies do. I swear. This is what democracy looks like: stripping our political opponents' names from the ballot, making it so they can't run, putting them in prison. This is what democracy look like. And what are her examples? Her examples are in Brazil? When the globalists did the exact same thing to Jair Bolsonaro? Stole an election from him? And then did a fake PSYOP uh, insurrection in order to try and strip him from the bed and, and then had their corrupt Supreme Court do this exact same thing? Ooh, man. That's what Rachel Maddow says? Yeah. Okay. It's stock. I mean, it's like Stockholm syndrome, right? It's like, you know, but it puts the lotion, put puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. You will like it. This is democracy. This is what democracy looks like as they shackle all of us and put us in the into the camps, right? For being unvaccinated. This is what democracy looks like. As they say that. Yeah. Be aware that we live inside of the um, world's largest ongoing permanent PSYOP, that we are being tricked at all times, that the purpose of the CIA, and the CIA has said this, is to ensure that nothing that the American public believes is real. And that's what's happening here. This is a fake ruling. This is meant to incite you. This is meant to create some type of greater overall damage. We're we're like joking with we're like joking with Mike Davis, right? Like, uh, like, uh, like about the DC Gulag, like it's 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 a joke, okay? These people are a joke, but it's important to understand that the thing they fear the most is certainly not like somebody popping up. The thing they fear the most is having their power stripped from them. It's the purpose of their lives. They're soulless, godless Marxists. And their sole intent on this earth is to control you and control your life. If you remove that, if you strip that control from them, that is the greatest depth of blackness and hell that we can cast them into. That is what we must do. That is what we must do. Those are the tactics that actually stick, removing them from power. That is what sends them on their psychotic wine walks, Chardonnay walks through the forests. (laughs) That's what actually breaks these people. And that is what our intent is here on this program, to be smart, 
and to take the action that they're actually scared of, okay? Don't let this ruin your holiday. Don't let this ruin your Christmas. There are bigger things at play. And ladies and gentlemen, we will win. How will we win? By keeping our eyes focused on what actually matters. Jeremiah 17, 5, our verse of the day. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Do not let your heart be troubled. Stand upright. March forward. The victory is ours. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. Thank you for watching. See you tomorrow.